This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Rock and roll. Yeah, baby. That is an early Beatles rendition of the original theme song that we had. Or is it the Stony theme song that he made? It's, yeah. Or is it the one that you did on a guitar? I don't think if mine was just, if I were you, if I were you, if I were you, the show starts now. Yeah. So I don't think that was me, so right? This one, if I were... It seems... Oh, yeah, that's Stony. That's the Stony yeah. one. All right, so that's an early Beatles rendition of that theme song written by Rajat. Rajat. R-A-G. Sorry, R-A-J. Sorry. R-E-F-F. Nope, not a letter. What F-I-R-I-4. You... And then a smiley face. L. That's his name? 9.mp3 is You his name. forgot how to read. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Rajat. R-A-J-A-T. Uh, thanks for Jot, and thanks to you guys for listening. This is episode 351 of our Damn. podcast, 351, divided into roughly 50 a year. We've been doing this show for seven years, six years now? No. Are really? you, I guess there's bonus episodes sprinkled throughout, but we've we've definitely passed our five-year anniversary. We're like at five and a half years. Yeah, that's crazy. I guess for, for whatever reason, five years feels normal, and then saying that we've been doing it for six feels like a lot. Yeah. I don't know why. Because we are counting down the days until we no longer are going to do this podcast, which will be the six-year anniversary show. Wow. Our last show ever. That's... News to me. Yeah, I, I didn't just, realize. I didn't. I don't even want to do it anymore. That was the plan. It was exciting to say, and now that I did it, I'm afraid that I don't want to do it anymore. That you don't want to not do the show anymore. You don't want to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you do want to have the podcast. I want to so. have it, and I'm kind of freaking out because I put it out in the universe, and now I think like a tragedy will strike or befall one of us. It's sort of like when a couple jokes about breaking up, and then someone starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, we should break up, huh? He really thinks so. <laughs> I haven't cried, like, at, out of rage in, like, a week. <laughs> That's... Like, I have never been so pissed that I, like, punched a wall and cried and was, like, sort of scream crying in, like, probably a week. <laughs> it's... 
pretty recent. I've never like, like yelled. That's a huge. I've never yelled at someone at the top of my lungs and was crying and like sobbing, like uncontrollable yeah. drooling, I've never crying, done... punching, screaming, yelling, rain on me, like getting stronger and sadder and angrier. My hoarse voice growing coarse noises <laughs> in a week. <laughs> why? So just out of curiosity, before last mm. week when you seemingly had one of the biggest breakdowns of your life, <laughs> what was the last time you scream cried before that? Uh, so if last one... I'm trying to deduce if you had one big episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I get like... that. Yeah, maybe like a few days before that was like the kind of cry where you were like scream crying, but also like bleeding a little bit, right. like bleeding like someone cut you or that blood was coming out of your Some nose or ears. blood and tears. Yeah, snot, blood. Drool. Yeah, snot. Oh, a lot of snot. Just like spitting by All of it. Yeah, like coming out of me at the same time. Like Ripping my, out chunks of your yeah, hair. Yeah, like burning in my no throat. No tears left just yeah. saying why, why, <laughs> why, yeah. And then before that, which was sounds like a week and a half ago. Yeah. When was the last before time that was my ha- big breakdown, like three hours before that. So that was like when it like I guess, really went wrong. Frankly, me. I'm surprised you're not <laughs> hospitalized. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was when I was like the screaming, the crying, the snot, the bleeding, the burning. If I can ask what like what prompted that? Was it like a bad breakup? No, uh, it wasn't. I don't even remember. Like <laughs> it was such a gross overreaction. I probably like stubbed my toe or something. Jesus, yeah, yeah. that is a gross overreaction. <laughs> but you that was be like sad to share this stuff. <laughs> we have like a large audience. Yeah, and they hear that, and they hear that, and they, like and they think that they don't like it. They, they think, think you're a small smart. petty. No, why would you, what makes you smart about <laughs> crying? Crying louder than you've ever cried because you stubbed your toe. Because what about that is smart? <laughs> you because, can maybe um, say that people think you're passionate. Yeah, passionate or intelligent. But not smart. Not intelligent. <laughs> like you hear someone talk about Barack Obama and he's like, he's so passionate, he's so intelligent, he's so powerful. And it's probably because he does shit like I do, which is like... He never ever... The mucus. No, he doesn't do mucus <laughs> cry. And the bile. That's... No, that's not Barack Obama. And like... <laughs> Like, how would you describe? Stop, per, don't try to draw a comparison between you and Obama in at a all. way. In, in a way, in a way, I'm not, not sorry to cut you off. Like, in a way, I feel like you're doing it on purpose I'm the, because I'm saying things you don't sort want of to hear. the Martin Luther King or oh, whatever. My God. obviously not as important. You should as... not have it cut me off to compare <laughs> yourself to Martin Luther King. No, not to compare myself to, but like uh, someone that he would have. Like, I would be someone that he would have looked up to, is what I'm saying. Not like, so I'm you're as not even comparing as, yourself to him. You're, I am equal to or greater no, than, is that's what, what you're saying. saying. Yeah, then like this, this sort of mythical hero. You are a microscopic, mm. petty mm. little inchworm. Okay, that's what you are. <laughs> okay, you're a spineless amoeba, <laughs> you're a cancer, you're okay. a drain. I'm actually a Capricorn. <laughs> Uh, no, but I am angry and alone often. And here and comes the crying. I, here comes the And that was the second time that happened today. Right. Um, all right. Let's try to answer some questions because people are seeking not only our wisdom, but our guidance. And rightfully soy. <laughs> nice. Um, this one's about edamame. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, this one's about glasses, so I feel a little bit um, very experienced in this field that I can 
provide Ooh. my wisdom. Yeah. Uh, hi, Jake and Amir writes, we'll call this guy Warby S. Parker. Great. Hi, Jake and Amir. I've started to wear my glasses more in public. I also see YouTube videos talking about how glasses can make you look better. And I want to look my best. The problem is, my brother wears glasses too. And I feel like if I wear them, I will look like him. My brother isn't the best looking guy. And when I wear glasses, all I see is his ugly face on my body. What can I do to get over this and feel normal about wearing glasses in public? Well... That's a tough one. He doesn't want to look like his fucking fuggo, uggo ass brother. Unfortunately, you do, mm? right? He's a twin, but he doesn't wear the <laughs> He's glasses. He's an identical twin, but my uh, my brother is ugly. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Um, Are you looking up different glasses styles or something? Yeah, I was. I mean, you could don't have. Yeah, that's that's like first and foremost try a different style of glasses right uh yes yeah different style of glasses that's correct um or yeah you know what's coming back into fashion now yeah my first pair of glasses which is what like a wireframe wireframe large like the kind that i wore in literally fourth grade yeah that i've slowly transitioned away from is now becoming hip and cool again would you those are cool i i like the way those look but i think I guess for, at least for me, I don't think they work on my face. Um, and I feel like to wear wireframe glasses, you have to actually need the glasses because I feel like they're they're utilitarian and they're stylish. That's like, right. You see better out of them. Yeah. Because they limit the peripheral like You're talking about big right? glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The bigger the glasses, the more uh, easy it is to look around, up, down, left, right. right. That's, I mean, so I guess if I like still needed glasses, if I didn't have my... Uh, LASIK. perfect LASIK vision better than perfect would you wear like the the Robin Williams in one hour photo like huge wireframe kind of like 70s pervert style I do love that look <laughs> <laughs> I like lo- that with your mustache my style icon is a 70s pervert yeah sort of like a slender little sweaty pervert man mm-hmm. and he'll wear tight jeans and a baggy a shirt serial killer with a station wagon <laughs> that's what I want to be dressed as yeah and the sh- the the car that you drive would be from like the late 70s. Yeah, it's like a wood paneled station wagon. That's right. That's your sort. And of... I look like I have it all together, but there's many bodies buried in the yard. That's your kind brand of, of sorts. I'm slowly breaking. I'm losing <laughs> it. <laughs> that's your style. Yeah. Um, but I I think my face is too thin. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I have a thin face. <laughs> and I don't mean from ear to ear. So I, I mean need, the thickness so I, of my skin. So I can't really do the big glasses. Oh, uh, you want, but then what's the alternative? Thin little rectangles? I need like medium-sized glasses. So let's I'm say you're, man. if your brother's rocking uh, plastic big boys, then you could do pla- uh, the opposite wireframe. Yeah. If he's doing the wireframe, you can do that. Or you can do the two-panel, t- two like the 50s NASA style, yeah. where it's like thick on top, wireframe on the bottom, or yeah. even open on the bottom. That's cool. There's options. You try some, you try the other. If you really don't want to look like your brother... Which seems kind of mean because he's related to you and you're calling him Uggo, but the only thing that uh, prevents you from looking exactly like him is glasses, which doesn't bode too well for you, mm-hmm. then just choose a different pair of glasses. Or, or... convince him to get LASIK. <gasps> and then you're the brother with glasses. That's right. You full, you do the full transition. What, what if he then becomes hot brother and everyone is like, your brother is hot and has better eyes than you? I love that. And then well, does anybody in your family have glasses? No, my parents have like reading glasses. 
Uh, all right, sweet. So everyone else has perfect vision? Uh, yeah. Contacts? No. Six kids, perfect vision, n- nary a pair of glasses? My parents also, like, I mean, they now they use like reading glasses, but they have perfect vision too. So what's your genetic... Um, function? Yeah, like where are you guys coming up short? I think, oh, well, I mean, I had, I needed glasses actually, so that it wasn't six for six. Yeah, but that's like a, a slight prescription. I'm talking like, I'm talking real fucked up. Like, give me a fucking disease that's in the family that um, I can needle and point to, that I can really rub in. Something like a Tay-Sachs I, or yeah, like a genetic I, mutation that I can really fucking hone in on. I wish I had something for you, <laughs> but us, uh, Hurwitz, Hurwitz, uh, born are genetically perfect we're all white jewish lebron jameses of ourselves we're all 6 8 260 um i got yeah we got our like 23 and me and there's not like any uh disease variable things really yeah what Should about I, what about you i saw yeah all of the above for I, me yeah so i saw a, you were legally blind and had lupus B. yeah based on your 23 and me jaundice uh, was just the start of the story. Yeah, you had jaundice, rosacea. Yeah, echinacea, which I thought was an herb, but I guess a, a disease. Mm-hmm. I spent the first and last year of my life in an incubator. <laughs> Sleeping upside down in a cryogenic <laughs> chamber. I've been to doing... drain the diseases out of your nose from your feet. <laughs> That's right. That's where a lot of the bile and stuff comes out of. So I'll do the cryotherapy and I'll cry during it, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Uh, yeah. But other than that, about getting LASIK? Yeah, I'm considering it. I'm thinking about it. And then I said that on maybe on my birthday, I'll get LASIK as a gift to myself. Oh, I love that. But we have till January. Cool. Um, all right, let's answer another question. A quest love. Oh, this is a good one. This one is written by a man, and it's about a sock. So okay. we'll call him Me Undie because they sell socks. They do. Recently, I've been back at my hometown visiting. While here, I've been partaking in some Tinder fun. Well, lo and behold, I match with this gal, and we hit it off. Numbers are exchanged. We text for a week and arrange a date. We go out, get drinks, and it seems to be going great. We are both having fun. She invites me back to her place. We kiss. We bang. We sleep. I get up early in the morning, and I can't find a sock. It's cool. (laughs) I power on without the sock. I say goodbye and begin my walk of shame. I text later the day to see what's up, and she replies that she had a great time but doesn't see it going any further. That's fine. I'm leaving soon. I didn't want anything. I reply that it's cool and we don't talk again. So here's where the weird part happens. Two days later, I'm going through her Instagram story when I come to hers and she's lighting my sock on fire. What? There's like two of her lighting it. I went to show a friend later and she had deleted it. Why would she do this? What the fuck do I do? It's not like I'm attached to this sock, and I wasn't planning on getting it back either. I just don't know how to feel about this. A friend suggested I text her and say it's my only sock and I need to pick (laughs) it up. So why would she do this? What would you do if you were me? I just really want to know what to think. Please help. Love. Jack Sock. Jack Sock. (laughs) He says that, that he looked at great. it. He says that he looked at it two days later. I'm assuming maybe it was one day later because he saw it and then it expired. And I think Instagram stories expire after 24 hours. Right. If that's what. Yeah. If that's what he meant. Ah. Uh, so, let's say this story is real. What the hell would you do with that information? Would you call somebody out on it, or would you say 
uh, buy forever. Yeah, I think if I it's too late now. I would have done it right in the moment if. I was looking at her Instagram story and she was burning my sock. I would have slid into her DMs in a funny way. LOL. Did you burn my sock? Just like three different emojis, like three emojis of like the horrified face or something. <laughs> because you would be horrified. Yeah. I'd, I guess like it sort of makes sense that somebody would want to just get rid of the sock. Burning it feels really weird. Yeah. Intense. Like it was some sort of effigy or something. Yeah, did and she but she said it was fun. I just don't see it going anywhere. <laughs> I guess you might want to make sure that she doesn't hate you for any reason. <laughs> uh how about this for a text? You send her a little message that says, "Hey, have you ever been to Burning Man?" and she'll say no and then you say, "What about Burning Sock?" That's right. I saw everything. The sock burning. You little pyromaniac. <laughs> I love that shit. Why don't I come over with the remaining garb and we just go ham on it together? Do you want to burn my other sock? Let's fucking chew it down, Lady in the Tramp style. I do think he should burn his other sock. That's kind of nice that they would both be cremated. Oh, that's right. So you, what if you he burn the one. sock? You burn the sock and send her a video. That's really... <laughs> so you're like, is this interesting to you <laughs> do you like the burning socks <laughs> because i have a weird hunch that you do you could look through her instagram and see if there's other fire related stuff maybe she just likes to burn stuff <laughs> yeah that's such a weird specific fetish i say did you ever have like a pyromaniac friend when you were growing up i had friends that liked burning shit yeah i did not they were like the same friends that did drugs and stuff. So I never hung out with those cool people. Mm. My friends, the, the only thing we would light on fire is like the Bible. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's pretty serious. <laughs> really? Yeah. We once fucking took a, a blowtorch to an entire fucking school. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's we arson. Burned... <laughs> yeah, but like aside from that, we weren't like the cool kids. We were like the deranged weirdos that fucking yeah. burned people. It sounds. Uh, I mean, that's like you're <laughs> you're a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, and like I'll sometimes wake up from that fucking nightmare and I can't escape the, wonder, the smell yeah. and the images. So and that's I'll, what the I'll scream crying. Is yeah, yeah. The screaming. It's not the, the toe. It's your fucked up childhood. <laughs> I guess for whatever fucking reason, it's starting to surface or some this shit. This isn't funny. <laughs> this isn't silly. Why are you laughing? There it is. That's the correct. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Get it out there. I can't believe this hasn't come up in the first 350 episodes. This is what 351's all about. <laughs> it's about like, let's dig a little deeper. Yeah. Let's get this shit out there in the open. In the ether. You are an aggrieved teenage pyromaniac <laughs> terrorist who compares yourself favorably to Martin Luther King. <laughs> well, when That's you say it like that, it's like a weird little soundbite. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you at least hear that. And that's like eye-opening to yeah. me. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> like now I'm fucking willing to change over it because of the way you put it succinctly. Thank you. <laughs> like the way I dealt with it, I didn't need to hear that. And now I want to like <laughs> fucking... <laughs> better myself great <laughs> i want to like figure like get to the root of the issue and solve it and lead a a happier or different life for that therapy shouldn't be this easy <laughs> i think you're super dumb <laughs> i think i'm super fine <laughs>
<laughs> well, you didn't get there. You're not totally cured. You recognize the problem, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Don't like, scream cry. Even now, it's Please like don't. I'm starting to see the flames in my eyes. All right, yeah. <laughs> what There's would a lot do? of work to be done. What would you do if you were him? You would address it or let it go? I would have already addressed it. I would have like DM'd immediately. Yeah, but now, now that, it's over, that it's over, I probably would not do anything. But just out of curiosity, you're never going to see this person again. Maybe put yourself a calendar invite for two months from now and then uh, reach out then. Hey, sorry, this has been sort of uh, chewing on me for a little bit. Did you burn my sock? Why did you burn my sock? She's, she'll never really, I don't think that she's going to like tell you the truth. I want closure. She'll just be like, oh, I didn't even realize that was your sock. I was just being silly. Oh, really? And now you're the weirdo that texted her. You didn't realize you just burned another sock? I think that what she did was weird, but you waiting two months and asking about it, (laughs) like that just brings you to that level. You think that's weirder than burning a sock? Waiting two months and then asking somebody why they did it, like not letting go of the fact that they, yes. Well, I don't know if it's actually weirder, but it can be perceived and spun that way for (laughs) sure. Because I'm the guy that like burned the sock but you're the weirdo that was hung up on it for two full months and then resurfaced this strange issue. Yeah. And I could always just be like, oh, I I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I can't believe it's been eating away at you all autumn. Well, I guess I'm the weirdo then because I want to know why you burnt a sock. And I'm sorry for putting myself at a, a two-month grace period to try to crack the case myself. <laughs> but I guess I never got to the bottom of it. Yeah. I'm a real fucking amateur gumshoe. <laughs> and now now you have confirmed that you are the weirdo <laughs> because you're an amateur gumshoe. I'll eat a shoe. <laughs> and I need a sock. Very nice. Let's take a break. We'll thank some sponsors, and we'll be right back on the other side of this break after this. Lates. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. this subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of yours. Saving the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. 
Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness it's nah. a it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement good. movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Yeah. Jake, do you have any? Oh, so let's do it. I sort of do. I've got a little thing that I've been enjoying lately. Is it the painting of the uh, dungeons and the dragons? Well, it it was not, but I've also been doing that. (laughs) Oh, you were planning on talking about something else. I was planning on talking about something cool, sports, but I will say that I painted... (laughs) I got I got my uh, D and D painting kit miniature thing in the mail. Painting kit. Yeah, it's, it came with like ten colors. You can mix them to make more. <laughs> obviously, uh, to, is it a specific D and D painting kit? Um, yeah, there's a bunch of different ones out there, but mine was like, <laughs> uh, I believe it's called Bones. So it's like these sort of like rubbery plastic miniatures. They're all unpainted. It came with three, so you could like kind of learn. And I painted the first guy. Yeah, uh, he was a pirate, <laughs> a greedy little pirate with a big treasure chest. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. And also there was a wizard, um, or like a oh yeah, an elf ranger, and then a um, and then I believe the other one was a little wizard. <laughs> and you already said wizard. <laughs> yeah. So all right, there's so there's three. There's the ranger, the wizard, and the pirate. And the pirate. Um, but then I also had my um, my low grade plastic hard one surefoot. Right. So I painted the pirate. Felt like I had a good enough handle on on shit. And this is in your garage? Um, no, this was. So I cleaned the garage. Yeah, got I, it ready to paint. I got it ready, but there, I don't. I still don't have like a good table down there. Uh-huh. So I painted in the. Uh, I painted in my house in, my, in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> and. 
Uh, <laughs> Jill was mortified. <laughs> it was as if she walked in on you cheating on her. Our house is like pristine. It's I, like we're both kind of neat freaks and like uh, I'm definitely like a minimalist. Uh, like every, a minimalist. Like, I, I, I don't like stuff everything serves a purpose Uh it's all like (laughs) nice and curated and like we've got nice little planters uh you know a a bud vase (laughs) some decorative trays maybe um and then i have a DD miniature (laughs) kit (laughs) just like jill is just like why is this in our house this can't we like had somebody coming over and she made me put it in the laundry room (laughs) Anyway, so I painted the... Are you embarrassed of me? I painted the pirate, and it came out pretty good. (laughs) So I I got the confidence to paint hard one. Uh But the plastic on on hard one is just, it was a little less, uh, it was a little less, like, there was less absorption of it. Uh So hard one looked a little bit streakier. (laughs) I'm not done. I've got to do a second coat and, like, get in some details. Um... But he didn't come out as well as I wanted. I'll show you. I think I have a picture. Do you want to see it? Have you Instagram storied it? I Instagram storied. Um, I think I did. I but I don't know if I Instagram storied the actual painting, <laughs> the painted one. I think I Instagram storied the unpainted miniature. Maybe on Monday when this podcast comes out, Monday October eighth, you can. Oh, I'll uh, post the well, yeah because I'm gonna paint a little bit more this weekend. Okay. I'll, I will post. Oh yeah, here's. I could Instagram story these two. This is hard one surefoot in the pirate. This was before the pirate was uh, finished, though. Whoa. They're kissing. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> so the pirate is this bare-chested, bald man with an open denim vest. Mm-hmm. He, your paint job makes him look like he was burned alive. These holding... You. What? He does not. <laughs> <laughs> and then right next to him is hard one, sure foot, sure as can be, wearing, it looks like ski boots. He has a man bun and a braided beard. Would you say it's, that's, that's accurate? A, it's a dwarven braid, but yes. <laughs> uh, he has tattoos, unless that's just the cape paint spilling on his, I, oh, that's on his, his arms. That, it's his shoulder pads. Got it. But there's like black uh, marks on his forearms. Oh, that was a slip of the. <laughs> I told you it's not done, dude. Give me my phone back, you little I could, prick. I'm a lot. I, I'm gonna go over again with the uh, with the flesh color on the arm. <laughs> and is the axe painted silver, or is that the standard color of the miniature? The miniature is white, so the axe is painted silver. And then the that's base a dwarven itself. great axe because he's a human raised by dwarfs <laughs> in a dwarfenage. Just so you know. Sorry, one second. Okay. I'm describing the picture. Right. Uh, the, <laughs> the disc that he stands on is like this plastic quarter of sorts. Yeah, that's the. Base. Do you paint that? Yeah, I'm going to paint that just like black or gray, color of, the, of dirt on the ground. That, yeah, that's good, the ground that he stands on. Yeah. And again, this is just to have while you play the game, you just sort of hold him and you look at him and you say like, oh, I liked hard one and I like to touch him with my fingers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the dragon. Nice. Oh, I see why you thought these were tattoos. Yeah, no, that is just a brush. And the dragon. Um, I also bought a dragon, but the dragon I bought was painted. Yeah. It looked like it was home painted. So we were, it was painted by somebody. I thought I was buying a blank dragon, uh, to be totally honest, but I'm glad that it came, uh, painted. Having had, 
I don't think I'm ready. I don't even think I want to paint something that big. I like painting the mini minis. Got it. It's more fun. Well, thanks for taking us on this mini adventure. What were you going to talk about when I said unsolicited advice? Oh, uh, watching Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. I think it's especially good if you have a partner that you live with or a friend that you live with that you like want to watch like if you want to watch football Mm -hmm. and they don't care yeah um hard knocks is really great about putting emotional stakes into sports which i which are there for most sport fans anyway right like you don't like basketball just because you like watching the numbers go up and people make shots like you like that but it's more meaningful because you know that like this guy was drafted in a really late round and nobody thought he was going to be good, but now he's like proving himself. In this right. Like, the, the emotional stakes right. of the adventure, the yeah. story that's being so when told. So like, when those things are happening, it, like, it makes people even that think they don't like sports actually like sports because when you're like, oh, this is a rookie QB who was a walk-on at college who's like now leading the worst team in the NFL to yeah. maybe their hopefully first winning record in years. Right. Then now it's that like, guy, oh, I get to root for him because I'm rooting for a person, not just a player. Exactly. So Hard Knocks really helps you do that because it just introduces the entire team of the Cleveland Browns. And they're all just really great, <laughs> likable people. <laughs> Did you watch, this is going to sound a little dated because we're recording in between the Browns game against the Raiders and the Browns game against the Ravens, but did you watch the Browns-Raiders game? Um, I did, yeah, up until... I didn't get to watch overtime because I had to record the D&D podcast, though. <laughs> I was like... We know you where your allegiances lie. <laughs> yeah, this is my... T- the miniatures and the, and the fucking... <laughs> and the Browns. You prefer fantasy role-playing to fantasy football. But what a epic, devastating loss. I guess that's just part of the adventure, right? Yeah, I mean that's probably that's a that's a loss that Baker's gonna live with the rest of his life. That's the next game is his home opener, like starting his first game in Cleveland. So people are optimistic. That's awesome. Again, but I mean, by the he, time like, this he, comes out, ba- he did everything he needed to do. I guess yeah, he threw just a, the he threw a pick six. Yeah, and he also threw that interception at the end of the fourth quarter when they were like marching down the field to get a game-winning uh, field goal. Oh, I don't think I did see that. Yeah, he threw the ball away. But live and learn, I guess. Right. Defense has to do something, too. Uh, we should also mention Dropout, because Lonely and Horny Season 2, the trailer is out. Uh, season 1 of Lonely and Horny is on College Humor's new platform called Dropout. You can watch it in its entirety on dropout.tv. Which is, and anybody that bought it on Vimeo can always watch it on Vimeo, but if you didn't want to spend the 15 bucks. Yeah, Dropout is like three, four, five bucks, depending on how long you get it for. There's even a free trial. Uh, That's right. For a week, it's free. Um, So you can actually watch Lonely and Horny for free right now. uh, And then Lonely and Horny Season 2 debuts in November on Dropout. So they're going to release it slowly uh, over the course of the calendar year. And Lonely and Horny is one of its first shows. Uh, so season one is on now and season two is coming in November. And there, I think we have a link so they know we sent you. That's right. Um, cause the more people that watch season one, the better chance is that we'll have a season three. Holy shit. So, so let them know that you like it and I'll, that you want more. I'll tweet the link so that if you sign up, sign up with the link that I'm going to tweet at the time of releasing this podcast. And if you're on my Instagram creeping my uh, miniatures, then you should also see that the, the link in my bio there is the, is a link to sign up. Yeah. You'll put actually, how about instead of the little paint that's spilling, you can put the URL on hard one's arm. It's going to be very, very hard to do. These guys are like the size of half your thumb. (laughs) 
Yeah. Actually, I guess it's about thumb size. <laughs> uh, all right, let's Fuck get it. I can do it. I'm a master painter. Oh, we should tell the story about how we met Michael Chiklis. Yeah, we should tell that story. <laughs> that was a big fucking deal. Um, that was a highlight of a lifetime, I think. <laughs> so, a uh, little backstory is we made a video maybe five, six years ago called Reddit. Mm-hmm. In which I probably longer than that even yeah somewhere in that range where I say that uh, if people upvote something that I posted on Reddit that I'll go dickless for Michael Chickless and was there any reason behind that I think it was just a way of sacrificing myself in a funny rhyme right so it's like not only will I slam my nuts in the door but I'll cut my dick off for Michael Chickless yeah did was it all it was about putting your nuts in the door. I think it was like, do this, and I'll... Wasn't that a Facebook group one one time? It was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess 100 I... people join this group, I'll slam my nuts in the door. And then, like, you did slam your nuts in the door when only a few people had joined. So there, it's, a, it's a long theme. It's a running theme of, of me yeah, mutilation. Yeah, so in this episode, I threatened to go dickless for chickless. Mm-hmm. And I guess that... Or, or promise to. Yeah, promise to or threaten to, whatever my character thinks is good on the day. And it got back to him, I guess... Because people were tweeting at him, hey, I want to go dickless for chickless. And at one point, he like retweeted. He's like, I don't know what going dickless for chickless is, but... Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, so we were like vaguely aware that he was and we made aware. a second Reddit, a Reddit part two where you offer again to go dickless <laughs> for Michael Chickless. I think my... at one point you say, I will lose my dick for Michael Chick. <laughs> right. So we hammer it home because it's funny when things rhyme to us. Uh, and then we're at some event slash party this weekend. And I'm seeing, like, certain celebrities here and there, but I don't actually think that Michael Chiklis will be there. Right. And I was getting – I believe I was getting both of us a drink. Yeah. And when I turn around, I just see (laughs) Vic Mackey. (laughs) From The Shield. From The Shield. Michael Chiklis – I mean, anybody that, like, has seen him act, like, knows what he can do with his face. Like, that look – Basically, when Vic Mac used to take off his sunglasses and just stare at you. That's what he was doing. He was staring like, down. He's like, chef puffed out, standing to, like a foot from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, unbroken eye contact. Uh-huh. Angry, angry stare. <laughs> That's right. And my first thought is like, oh, shit, Amir's in trouble. And my second thought is, I'm going to let him get his ass kicked because that's Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Wait, so you thought I was in trouble before you realized it was Michael Chiklis? Yeah, I was like, what's going on? Because like, there was sort of like a few of our friends like staring at what was happening. Yeah. Um, so I was like, shit, something's up. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, yeah, but I was, part of me was like, he's, he's not going to actually punch you (laughs) right question mark (laughs) so i turn around and i see michael chiklis and it's a very jarring thing because i didn't expect him to be there so it's not like my brain was on alert Mm -hmm. so like it was basically like turn around see michael chiklis in front of you and then i'm like why wait who oh oh wait what oh shit Mm -hmm. like my brain's like that's michael chiklis remember you did a video about him and he might he's looking at you angrily crazy enough to see a celebrity (laughs) weirder to see a celebrity that also looks like they're going to spear tackle you. Yeah, and then slowly realize why. So my brain was like... <laughs> that work- you had done something to <laughs> fucking troll them. My brain like put it all together like in three seconds, faster than a normal thought, because I had to like pull from different parts of my history with him. Mm-hmm. And then, so right away, I'm like, I- I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I- thank you. Uh, so basically, like I was like, I was summarizing an apology, but I had to write it on the spot. So I was like... Mm-hmm. So the first thing I said was, I'm sorry, 
I appreciate it. This is awesome. Thank you for letting us do that. <laughs> I really am sorry, though. And then I was like, I didn't even write it. And then while while I'm like stammering and stuttering. And, you said you didn't write it? Yeah. <laughs> he's asshole. still staring at me. And then he goes, don't cut your dick off for me. And I was like, ah, <laughs> it was just a joke. But thank you so much for like t- being a cool part of it and like, you know, like taking it in stride. And then he like finally broke. He's like, I'm just fucking with you guys. That's really. And it was like this nice group. Not, I don't know if there was a group hug, but that was the sentiment. That was. The, yeah. Yeah. It was he like definitely finally shook we... our hands and smiled and laughed and was good natured about yeah. us saying that we were going to castrate ourselves <laughs> for him. <laughs> and then his wife is like, oh, that's the dickless for chickless guy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. That is what I am at the end of the day. The dickless for chickless guys. I'll take it. And he was so nice about it and so grateful. And we took photos where we pretended to be dickless for him. And I posted And that was it. his fucking idea. We we're like, let's take a photo together. And then he was like, should we go dickless? Yeah. <laughs> I think at one point he joked about me taking my dick out. <laughs> uh, so we took this po- photo where we're posing where like my hands are covered over my my penis as if I had gone dickless for him at that moment put it on Instagram, he liked it, he like retweeted it on Twitter. Very very nice, very Amazing. friendly, staying in character the great whole time. Great dude. And and you told him uh how much I liked the shield, which was great because I wanted to fanboy about it, but That's I didn't right. want to be like I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um and when you told him he was like nice and warm about it and then I just like uh gushed about the shield, which is a fucking great show. That's going to be another piece of unsolicited advice. Watch Hard Knocks. Watch The Shield. Watch Lonely and Horny on Dropout. <laughs> and then when you're done, paint a fucking pirate or something. That's. I can't believe you said my guy looked like he was burned alive. I don't fucking see it. <laughs> Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's like the plastic he was molded in. Oh, no. I see. Yeah. He's sort of like, it's. It, he, he looks, looks a little melted. It's yeah. the plastic. Yeah. It's definitely the plastic. And also, it was a little streaky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Female character who's uh, writing this female question in. Do you have a female name? Anybody from The Shield that you know, that you remember? Claudette. Claudette? Yeah. She played who on the show? Or that was the character. She was a detective. Got it. So Claudette writes, Hey guys, been a huge fan since day one. Love the podcast and your college humor stuff. Here's my question. I go to an arts high school and I'm studying theater. I'm going through my junior year and one of the big things you do junior year is comedy routines. Basically, for the first part of the assignment, you go in a room with a camera and you just have to be funny for minutes. And then they show the video in the theater. And if you don't get enough laughs, you fail. The Hmm. second part of the assignment is a few weeks later and everyone, including the teachers and the students, goes to the theater and you have to go on stage and basically do stand-up. Again, if you don't get enough laughs, you fail. I consider myself to be pretty funny. My sense of humor is very college humory, and people almost always laugh at my jokes. However, when it comes to having to plan out my humor, my, my brain is completely blank. I have no idea what to do. The only idea I can think of is for the video, and the idea is that I'll eat a raw fish. Just sit there and eat a raw fish and nothing but my hands and mouth and keep a straight face. But everyone says this won't be funny. I'm completely out of ideas, and since you guys are hilarious comedy writers, I figure you can have some comedy advice for me, or maybe some ideas. Please, please help. I do not want to fail. Is eating a fish funny? What is funny? Thank you, fine ladies, so much. Wow. What a nerve-wracking class assignment. That's insane. You yeah. just have to be funny for a bunch of minutes, or if you do, and if nobody laughs, then you fail. 
I feel like the that the pressure is so real there that it's like not even like it's it's hard even if you do something that's actually funny. Right. And you realize how hard it is to do stand up for the first time and then like that's what you're being graded on it's basically. A bad class. <laughs> but at really high stakes. I kind of would like to at least be part of that class, watch it from afar. Yeah. So the video Maybe idea teach a class at USC or something. Yeah, where it's like make me laugh. You think you're funny, make me yeah. laugh. We probably wouldn't be able to like make enough money to make it worth our time, but it'd be an interesting if you and I just did a semester at <laughs> USC film you mean, school. Sorry, you mean studying or teaching? Me and you teach. Got it. We teach a weird little <laughs> internet comedy class. And we're professors for that, I guess. We'd have to be. Um, do you think a video of her eating a raw fish would get laughs? Um, it's definitely high risk, but maybe high reward. I feel like, I feel like her doing it live would get more reaction and laughs. Like that's that's something you should do for your, say for your stand up because that's kind of like guttural and crazy yeah. and you could like play with people's reactions. Yeah. But a just video a video of, of you eating a raw fish, I feel like people it could I don't know, it's so like maybe it needs like disgusting. a button at the end like you finish you consume this whole fish and then you say something silly like that's what I call sushi baby <laughs> or something like that. Teach a teach a man to fish. <laughs> that's good. Um I think you could use this premise especially if people are already talking about it, that oh. you're going to eat a fish. Okay. Um, and then use some, like, trick editing to make it seem like you did. Or, like, use that as the leaping off point. And you, like, so you have the raw fish. You, like, show yourself cutting into it. Uh-huh. And then you, like, <laughs> raise the fork out of frame. And then it's, like, a new shot. And you were you take a bite of something else, you know? Got it. So raw fish special effect turns into a different food right lift a hot dog into the frame <laughs> that's funny that's now that's li- comedy <laughs> and as for the live comedy portion you steal somebody else's act and do their stand-up verbatim that's well, the, well i think the live portion is when you really do eat the fish oh, okay the so video, the live portion you're eating the yeah, fish because this is a live. runner at this point yeah. this is a theme they're expecting it because they've already seen the video mm-hmm. so in the video they're like oh she's cheating she's not eat, really eating a fish and then for and now for my final act, yeah. I will actually eat the fish. <laughs> what's the is there like what's the difference between like sushi grade food and like non sushi grade? Like, can I buy a raw salmon at a grocery store and eat it, or does it have to be sashimi grade salmon to eat the entire fish raw? I, I'm not sure. I feel like I feel like you could probably eat raw <laughs> salmon that you got from the grocery store, and like your risk of getting sick just like goes up a little more or That's something, good. or maybe it tastes bad. I don't yeah. know. Or here's okay. Here's another option. You convince another friend who's going right before you to eat raw fish, right? And then when it's time for your turn, you come out with like a nice cooked plate of salmon or tuna. So then you're eating like the nice cooked version, mm. and it's like, oh, she should have done this. This makes more sense. This is funnier. This is tastier. Right, but it's not really funnier. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking What's about funnier a... than eating a raw fish. <laughs> it's eating a cooked fish. <laughs> I was starting to think of a culinary class. You could just put the raw fish on a plate, but it's a hot plate. That's funny. (laughs) And then you're cooking the fish. (laughs) I think none of this is funny. (laughs) And we're professionals. We can't crack the case. I would fail this class. (laughs) I did fail this class. I tried to do stand-up once uh, in college. That's right, at the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, and I was was older than this high schooler was at the time, and I considered myself funny. What what were your jokes? I said... uh, 
so it was like a battle of the bands. So I opened with my impression of a deaf musician. I said, who hears from out of town? And then people clapped. I'm like, no, I can't hear you. He hears from out of town. And then more people clapped. Like, no, I'm serious. I can't hear you. And people Deafening didn't... silence, of course. <laughs> I was making fun of the handicap. <laughs> <laughs> then I talked about how... Deafening silence about a deaf person. Yeah. And then I talked about how... There's so many people handing stuff out on campus, like coupons or newsletters or magazines, that whenever I'm walking through school, I feel like I'm returning a punt. <laughs> <laughs> that one also fell on deaf ears. Uh, talked about driving from LA to San Francisco, and I was like, it's a six-hour drive, but the way I do it, it's 6.04. Oh, that's it, not bad. Yeah, it I was like fine. That's been like a... a tweet of yours <laughs> yeah they're all tweets before twitter but yeah. nobody there wanted to hear any of them they were all <laughs> mad at me i would have failed the class yeah. so i guess the larger macro lesson here is don't don't uh put too much stake in this class well i guess funny the, people can fail at comedy that's true and maybe just the one piece of advice i actually have is to try to craft a bunch of different like one-liners that way there will be some laughs Although like isn't if you, physical, but if you like, if you stick to a full video of a fish, yeah, then like if, if people don't think that's funny, you lo you lose them for the whole thing. But if you're like, here's a joke about returning a punt. Here's yeah. a joke about a deaf musician. Here's a joke about a drive, like a long drive. They're not all going to be winners, but like if people laugh at least at like a couple of them, I got maybe a good one. Fail. I got a good one. I got okay. a good theory, and I want this person to actually use it. You come out. Like you're going to perform stand-up, one-liners, but you have a big chocolate cake in front of you. And you say, whenever a joke does well, I'm not going to st stuff my face into the cake. <laughs> and when a joke does poorly, I'll slam my face into the cake. So you come out, you tell a one-liner, whatever. Uh, why do they call it New Jersey? It should be Old Jersey. Uh, it seems pretty old to me. No laughter, slam your <laughs> That's face. That's great. Wait, back up. New one-liner. Mm -hmm. So they're either laughing at the joke or they're laughing at the cake. It's a good combination of physical. And then you start to fuck with their expectations, whether or not they want to laugh. And then, like, maybe something is on the borderline. So, like, you sort of slam your face slowly into right. the cake. And, th yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. In fact, I think we should do that on the road next time we're doing a live podcast. <laughs> nice. A cake slam, we'll call it. All right. Somebody, whoever comes to our next live show, bring us a cake because we can't travel with one. <laughs> now, that's what I call sweet comedy. Silence. Slam, slam cake. cake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. That's our show. Thank you for writing uh, questions in or theme songs in. The email address for everything is show at gmail.com. The opening theme song was Rajat. Remember that one? I do. And this closing one is written by Guttridge. Let me look up his full name. I only wrote Guttridge. But I know he is a full name. It might even be Jake Guttridge. Cool first name, dude. It is Jake Guttridge. Fuck! Uh, thanks to Jake, and thanks to Rajat, and thanks to you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week. Ciao! Deuces! Oh, if I were you, sure. That was a HeadGum Podcast.